What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. There are places I remember all my life. Though some have changed, some forever, not for better. Some have gone and some remain. All these places have their moments. With lovers and friends, I still can recall. Some are dead and some are living In my life, I've loved them all Welcome to She Said, She Said's fifth exciting episode of our Hashtag Eye Candy Show, a program where we celebrate and honor Internet movers and shakers who are ideal and incredible, interesting, innovative, iconic, and hence eye candy. I am Elena Stagg, your co-host of She Said, She Said, and I am the author of the Recipe Records cookbook series. They are fun rock and roll themed cookbooks, good food, good fun, great rock and roll stories, facts, trivia, and song lists even. You will love it. Check them out at lanastag.com, and you can sign up for my free newsletter while you're there as well. I also have a blog at www.rockblocks.blogspot.com. She said, she said, friends, you are in for a truly wonderful show today. I am very excited for our eye candy guest today, Doug Thompson, who is going to be back for part two of our interview. And today he's going to share some clips from his highly regarded radio shows. And just a side note, we have not gotten connected yet with Doug. So we will keep on going with our announcements, and hopefully we will get connected. I have had a little bit of a glitch with Blog Talk today, but hopefully we are going to get past that. And he is going to um, be talking about the work he did for uh, radio shows, which were paying tribute to our wonderful John Lennon. And it is fitting that we shine on John Lennon today because my esteemed co-host, Jude Sutherland Kessler, is putting the final touches and breath on her latest book in the John Lennon series, Should Have Known Better. 
And friends, I cannot express to you what a work of art this tome has become. Jude's loyal fans and readers are going to fall in love with this book for more reasons than I have time to list. But I want to congratulate my dear friend Jude and cheer you on, Jude. Well, you have done more than cheer me on. You and I have worked on this thing shoulder to shoulder, and I bet I'm just being modest here. I would say we've probably put in, what, 4,000 corrections so far. We have worked (laughs) ourselves to the And when John was singing In My Life to open the show, I got real teary-eyed and just said, John, I hope you know how hard we're working to keep the story going because we we truly are. Um, The John Lennon series, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, tells the story of John's life in what is called a narrative history, which is um, a genre that was used years and years ago, back in the early days of the Greeks, to tell history. They would tell it as a narrative rather than as a dry, boring recounting of what happened. And this book tells John's life from his birth up to December 8th of 1980 in what we thought was going to be a nine-volume series, but now possibly it's going to be a ten-volume series because volume four, this volume that Lane and I have been working on so diligently for months, is probably going to have to be split into two books. It was supposed to cover 1964 and 1965, but there was so much material. Those boys worked so hard in 1964 and did so much that we've had to split that into two books. Just 1964 alone is over a 1,000 pages. So if we had done both years, it would have been, you couldn't have even held the book. Three of the books in the John Lennon series are already out. Um, The first one should have been there, which covers from his birth to December of 1961. Shivering Inside, which is the rise to fame in England, which is 61-63. She Loves You, which is 63, and the early part of 1964, and then Should Have Known Better, the new book, will be released in August, and it tells the story of John and the boys in 1964. And you can can go to my website, John Lennon, Series.com and read a sample chapter from the new book and explore all of the books there on the website. And while you're there, just as Lena suggested, I invite you to sign up for my monthly newsletter because in June I'm going to be giving the collector's poster of the cover for the new book signed by both the cover artist and myself as the giveaway for pre-ordering the new book. So that that will come through, that offer will come through the newsletter. And as Lena and I, Lena said, she and I are super excited to have our guest today on She Said, She Said. Um, he is a phenomenal person. I met Doug at the Fest for Beatles fans at the New York Metro Fest and was so overwhelmed by his vast, expertise in the Beatles world, his work that he did with Ringo on the Yellow Submarine radio series, and then this tribute work that he did for John that we are thrilled. Ordinarily, Lena and I use She Said, She Said as a vehicle to compare and contrast controversial topics from the Beatles world. In fact, 
starting on 9 July, mark it on your calendars, we're going to kick off our next debate, and we're going to be talking about which Beatles movie was better, A Hard Day's Night or Help. So on the 9th of July, our guest is going to be Beatles historian Al Sussman. Now, Al is going to set the stage for us. He's going to give us the backgrounds of both movies, both films, and set us up for that debate. So don't miss that exciting show. But, of course, today we are really excited to showcase the second part of our program with truly one of the biggest stars in the Beatles world. And um, Lena, has Doug signed on? No, we do not have Doug yet. So I say we uh, just keep on going because I'm sure he's going to get connected here any moment. But um, I know that there was a little glitch with Blog Talk Radio earlier today, so hopefully um, we will hear from Doug. But as Jude was saying, she had met Doug earlier this year, and he is an esteemed radio producer and writer in Canada. And he was telling Jude about some of the programs that he produced. And last month we had Doug on our show, and he told us all about his work with Ringo Starr and what he contributed to the project, and he had some great stories. So if you have not heard that show you can also find that here at Blog Talk Radio. It was Doug Thompson, of course, and he. it was Episode 4 in our hashtag Eye Candy series. And go ahead, Jude. Well, I was going to say, and Doug, if you are furiously trying to get connected, the number, again, is 929-477-2656, but you have to push 1 to get into the host so if you're listening and haven't pushed that magic number one, it's not only the loneliest number, but it's the only <laughs> number that will get you into the host queue. So yeah, we are we're waiting for you, Doug. Hey, Lena, maybe we should um, give the audience a sample of of his radio show tribute that he did for. John, I believe it was in 19, he did it, started it in 1980 and then enhanced it and did and released it in 81. Is that right? I believe so. Um, As I understand it, the clip that we have was um, created just hours after John Lennon was shot. And it's very, a very emotional clip. clip and um i i believe he expanded on that later and at the request of yoko i believe and Mm -hmm. hopefully hopefully we will get doug connected on here shortly but um in the meantime let's go ahead and and have our listeners um take in this john lennon a celebration clip that I believe was aired first time in December of 1980, and we will get it queued up here. New York City, December 8, 1980. 
After an evening of mixing a new single at the recording studio, John Lennon and Yoko Ono return home to their apartment office complex at the Dakota on West 72nd Street and Central Park West. As Lennon walks up the passageway to the entrance, a chubby figure emerges from the shadows of the building and calls out, Mr. Lennon! It's so sad. Uh, we've lost the greatest rock and roll musician this decade has ever known. There's no reason on earth why anybody should kill anybody else. Why don't you come out and... Because somebody will choose us for saying it. The law has begun. The law has begun violence. You can't stop an assassin. He'll lob a grenade at you. He'll spit rocks on you. He'll do something to get you if he wants to get you. I still join him. He'll break it out of the limousine. They walked into the gate, and oh god, let me just let me try to take it to me. And then I heard four or five shots. They were ear shattering. They were ear shattering. I heard Yoko, and I heard a woman screaming. It was Yoko. She was screaming, "Help me!" He had multiple gunshot wounds in his chest, in his left arm, and in his back. There were seven uh, wounds in his body. But in spite of transfusions and many procedures, he could not be resuscitated. And so. And that is a very emotional, very emotional clip to listen to. And I apologize for not preempting that with um, making sure that you don't have young ones that are tuned into that. It, it is a heartbreaking, a heartbreaking clip. And Doug's work on that project was extremely well done um i still do not have doug in my queue you know lena one of the things that he said to me when we were talking about this clip in new york was that um you know when when yoko heard what had been done and they were beginning to work together on their the 1983 program she emphasized that she did not want the sound of the gunshots, the screaming, or any of that removed. She wanted the clip, she wanted this to be as graphic as possible um, because she wanted people to be reminded about how violent it was. And um, she didn't want it soft-soaked, in other words. She wanted people to realize exactly what had happened. And, uh, you know, she's always worked to prevent... Um, gun violence that's one of her platforms and um it just you know she said i don't want you to to minimize this doug i want it to be what it was so uh wow it is a uh, man it's tough to listen to it, very very tough to listen to i i think that is um a remarkable message um to get out there especially in today's um society um, it doesn't seem like we've gotten very far, but um, so I know that you had talked with Doug about the 
project that we have another clip for. And it was a project that Doug worked on worked with Graham Nash, I believe. Does that sound right, Jim? He worked with Tom Rounds and Yoko and the the two of them um, NBC heard his tributes in 1980 and, eight, and um, 81, and he'll have to give us more detail on this. But Yoko became interested in having him do a tribute in 1983, December of 1983. And so we worked with Tom Rounds, and they started putting this together, working shoulder to shoulder with Yoko. This one was to be a retrospective, starting with the early days of Beatlemania and going all the way up through John's solo years and encompassing John's work for peace. And how ironic that someone who gave the end of his life from 1970 to 80 in the movement for peace would be killed so violently. But this is a beautiful retrospective that takes you through from the very beginning the screams heard around the world to the shot heard around the world. Number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine. Once upon a long ago, from Liverpool he came. He sang of life, of love, of peace, and fans all screamed his name. John Lennon! He was a pack leader. I never remember him complaining about anything in his life. He was a spokesman of a decade of the 60s. You never dared John to do anything because he would do it. He always took it like a man, folks. Here they are! The Beatles! The heart of this band was a four-piece kick-ass rock and roll band. Bring John John! They were the Beatles. It was a great experience, you know. I mean, it was just incredible. John was not happy that I would give their home addresses out on the air. It was just doing the impossible. The most exciting thing about John was the fact that he was so progressive. We're obviously not going to go around holding hands forever. We've got to split up or progress. He did not want to stand still. I wasn't saying the Beatles are better than Jesus or God or Christianity. Herpes, herpes. We think that peace is only got by peaceful methods. Once upon a time, there were two balloons called Jock and Yornel. Yoko! Elegance is a word that was very much John. A working class hero is something to be. I'm basically a writer who sings. A working class hero is something to be. I'm Graham Nash. Welcome to Dreaming of the Past, a three-hour tribute to one of the most talented, controversial, and yet complicated human beings ever to grace this planet. Had John Lennon lived, he would be celebrating his 65th birthday this year. And from his millions of fans around the world, happy birthday, John. There are places I remember Wow. That is beautiful. That was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely and fantastic. You're right. He had Graham Nash. I heard very clearly heard Graham in there. I know we posted a picture of Doug with Graham, and so uh, he was one of their guest uh, people on there. You know, Lena, I really started chuckling when Ringo said he always took it like a man. And you and I are so well aware of how by the end of 1964, 
how tired, exhausted, worn out, disillusioned, you know, on the on the UK tour of 1964, you you remember that one scene when John takes his guitar off, puts it in the stand, and just stands there on the stage with his arms, his palms turned up, arms extended, as if to say, you know, what the hell? You don't even listen to me. Why am I even playing? Of course, George and Paul and Ringo keep on playing, but he just stops. He's so so tired of the screaming and the jelly beans and the constant barrage, and yet he did. He kept on. Look, that's only 64, and they keep going to the end of the 60s, and man, if that isn't taking it like a man, what is? Isn't that the truth? And uh, Jude so well captures all of the the trials and tribulations of John Lennon. And uh, that is one one of the points I wanted to make about this upcoming book. You are just going to be so impressed with the level of research and dedication that she has gone to to find all of these events that John experienced and to share that with you in context in in a, a story format that where you can relate to every day that of events that he is is going to and experiencing it is almost like John Lennon's diary and um so you're just really going to be very impressed with this outstanding um, book on about John, well, we and have it's so fitting that. that um, go ahead. You can't. You know, you you and I both know from all the work we've done on it. There's no way this book would have ever happened without those who paved the way. I mean, you go back to Bill Harry, who's written something like I don't know, 18 books on the Beatles and, of course, the John Lennon Encyclopedia. And he's given us, he not only writes the foreword, but he's given us details for one of the most touching chapters in the book. At the very end of the book, on the 8th of November, 1964, when the Beatles played the Empire Theater, um, John and Bill and Bill's wife, Virginia Harry, go over to Stu's house. And they talk to Stu's mother. And it's the first time that John has seen her since Stu's death in 62. And, uh, oh, my goodness, it is, you know, it's almost something that John can't do. I think if Bill hadn't forced him, he wouldn't have done it. But they go over there, and they walk through the house, and they look at all of Stu's paintings. And and she urges John, Millie Sutcliffe urges John to take one of Stu's paintings that he's always wanted, his study in blue that he did in Hamburg. And she returns to John a book that John loaned Stu back when they were in art college together. It is, funnily enough, a book on how to draw horses that John won as a prize in school. And, you know, it just is, Stu is never, Stu and Julia are always with John. They they are the two angels sitting on his shoulders. And for him to reconnect, I think, must have been 
the impetus that kept him going, that to know that the person who believed in him and who loved him and who wanted him to succeed was still very much alive in spirit and cheering him on. And that Bill Harry is, you know, I could never have known that if Bill hadn't shared that. But the expert work of people like Jim Birkenstadt, who furnishes all the information for the World Tour 1964, people overlook the World Tour. They skip it. It's in almost no Beatle books, and it's huge. I mean, they go to Hong Kong and, and to New Zealand and Australia. Oh, yeah. It is it's huge, and yet people skip it. Well, Jim Birkenstadt made the reporting of that possible for those 13 days that Jimmy Nicholas with them in his book, The Beatle Who Vanished. Uh, Chuck Gunderson, in Some Fun Tonight, Volume 1, the complete story of the 1964 North American tours, AJS Rail and Beatles 64, A Hard Day's Night in America, the reporting that those two, Gunderson and Rail, did make it possible to write about the North American tours. And then what we put on top of that were interviews with the people who were there. Beatle Bob Berry, who interviewed the Beatles, the only person to interview the Beatles in Milwaukee. Ivor Davis, who was the only journalist embedded with the Beatles on the entire 1964 North American tour. I bet he gave me 20 interviews for the book. Larry Kane, who was with the Beatles from WFUN in Miami, gave me an interview. Art Schreiber from the Westinghouse Network, who joined the Beatles the second week of the tour and stayed with them to the end because he was covering the Democratic National Convention in 64. We have interviews from numerous people who were on the tour, the stewardesses, the son of the man who owned the airlines and shared that Alton, Missouri, Reedman, uh, uh, Reed Pigman Ranch experience when the Beatles were riding horses and go-karts and George Harrison was learning how to drive and ended up wrecking one of the Pigman's trucks. Uh, just so many great stories from people who were there firsthand and who actually were with the Beatles. Um, Reggie Young, America's guitar player who played with the Bill Black Combo that toured with the Beatles. On and on and on. This book we Lane and I laugh every day and we say this is a city and we built this city on rock and roll because <laughs> all of these people they all played a part didn't they Oh absolutely they're all weaved into the into the replay of that huge LP <laughs> that that was uh, John Lennon for that year it's it's incredible and and it's been um it's been an honor that that I've had to be able to get a sneak peek at the book and um I I just can't pray, give enough praise for it. So I'm very excited for it to come out and again if you are wanting to secure your uh pre-order get to Jude's website johnlennonseries.com and get your book pre-ordered and again she has a free poster that will be issued with the pre-orders coming up is that right June? It is, and it uh, is a beautiful, beautiful sketch of John looking at himself in the mirror as if what in the world is going on in my life. You're going to absolutely love it. And speaking of sneak peeks, because we're running out of time, I'm so sad we didn't get dug on, but we do have two very special guests coming up in the next 
few weeks, and hopefully we will be rocking and rolling by then. But tell tell them about who will be on on the 4th of June, Lena. Well, 4th of June is going to be so exciting. You are going to hear from an up-and-coming music star and diva in her own right. If Do you get that John Lennon phrase? <laughs> Um, she has been surrounded by the Beatles since her birth, and she is one of the directors of the Fest for Beatles fans that occurs twice each year, once in New York and once in Chicago. But recently, she has come into her own as a singer-songwriter, and we're going to be interviewing and listening to the music of Michelle Joni Lapidos, an incredible talent and Super cool lady. Don't miss Michelle Joni on June 4th at 4 p.m. And then on June 25th, a living legend. Tell tell them about him, Jude. Yeah, it's the guy we talked about just a few minutes ago, Art Schreiber. I mean, this Art Schreiber was one of the few select journalists who – toured with the Beatles in 1964 on that unbelievable North American tour. And the story, how he got to do that, is unbelievable. We're going to let him share that with you. But you've got to understand that Art represented the very dignified, respected Westinghouse radio network. And it was pretty darn rare for a journalist of his esteem and his stature to tour with a rock and roll band. That's, I mean, like I said, he was covering the Democratic National Convention the week before. So that wasn't something he did. And yet, somehow, it happened. So you're going to be blown away by his very intimate stories of the lads in 1984. And that will be on the 25th of June at 4 p.m. Central. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for listening in to She Said, She Said. And until our next show, here's food for thought, food for the soul, and food for the love of rock and roll. Hello to Maverick and Tucker. ta and shine on. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.